business who happens to be a pretty huge um, movie buff, if you will. He's got his own podcast on the Anchor.fm network, which includes um, the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all these other ones, which is fantastic. Um, give it up for my friend, Sergeant Fury, everybody. Yeah, Sergeant Fury, are you? Hey, thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. What's, where's the video? I don't know. Can you see me? Cause no, we can't see you at all. See the, the, the parts. The I do a podcast, and I, I'm terrible with technology, which is like a double. I, we had you like, like less than five minutes ago, and he's gone. No, he's he's kind of there, right? Is that uh, uh, are you there, sir? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I can hear you, brother. We can hear you, we just can't see you. Let's, where, where did you go? Did you want you? I, I don't know. So right, we'll, just go, we'll just go with the audio on this one. Um, yeah, as I said, we have a very great and fantastic little, little presentation for you today. Um, Sergeant Fury, what did you think of the, of the Super Mario Brothers intro that we just got right there? You know what's funny is, is I, I think you said it before we went on the air, it, some things just don't age well. That was one of those that aged perfectly. That's such a throwback to Saturday mornings, it's not even funny. So yeah. I was happy to hear that. I completely agree with you too, because you know, I'm, I'm watching the thing and I'm just like, wow, this is, this is great. This is bringing me right back to where I was with Captain Lou, you know what I mean? Sitting on the, sitting right in front of the TV, probably like this far away, like, <laughs> um, you know. The giant screen, wooden frame and the dial on the side that that was the way we had to do it before we got yeah with the two different dials right <laughs> uh and and you didn't touch it on the side because the color and the the reception wouldn't come in kids these days don't understand the struggles exactly and at the same time it's like you're um like you're eating dry cereal like you, like you're just, at the time you were just like you know what fuck milk <laughs> i don't even care uh you're just running. You're like, okay, I'm going to get the Cocoa Krispies. I'm just going to shovel it into my face because after this was probably, God, if I'm thinking of the time frame of this show, 
you know, it was either a rerun of Transformers or Ninja Turtles was on after this. So it's like, yeah, this was like the the Fox Kids right early in the morning, like six thirty show before everything else. Oh yeah, so awesome. What about like uh, what about like Muppet Babies? Do you remember Muppet Babies? That was like my favorite show when I was a kid. I still hear Muppet Babies theme song in my head, and when I saw that that got a reboot, and I was watching it with my kid, I was like, this isn't Muppet Babies. Where's the theme song? Because it was like, Muppet Babies, and it just went, and that was terrible singing, I'm sorry. Shouldn't have put you people through that. No, I know, I'm, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find it here, but it's not, uh, is this it? was sung by Kermit and Miss Piggy and Fozzie. Nope, it's not happening. I tried to type in Muppet Babies really fast into the Spotify, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't the classic Muppet Babies will make our dreams come true. When your world looks kinda weird and it is danger. Danger. and it was Kermit the Frog dressed up like Indiana Jones. Just close your eyes and Oh my God! Wow. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Feeling good about my uh, my Muppet Babies. Uh, I'm gonna go to the karaoke bar and, and request the Muppet Babies theme song. But um, we that and Eddie Disney Kids show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so going from that now, what I wished when you know back in what like 1994 when they decided uh, and you, I know you'll have the proper dates, but back when they decided what. Uh, what they should do when it came time for Super Mario Brothers to get its own movie. That's kind of what we all were wishing, right? Just like a real live, maybe Captain Lou himself comes back and, you know, you know, I don't know, like stomps on some, some Trooper Coopers and Cooper Troopers and, and whatnot. But, um, this is what we got. <laughs> Uh, be prepared for like the longest minute of your life right now, too. So yeah, 
so that was um that was the whole movie that's that's literally all you gotta watch for the entire thing with a yoshi cameo with a yoshi cameo <laughs> Was that Yoshi or I thought that was Bowser? Was or did I did I miss the Yoshi part? Bowser was um, Dennis Hopper in that movie, and he walked around with uh, four blonde corn rolls the entire time and a big leather jacket. Yeah. And Yoshi actually was a tiny T Rex in the movie because uh, uh, Casey gets captured, she's thrown in a jail cell, and there's this little tiny T Rex with a chain around his ankle because you know. He's adorable and wow. <laughs> it's, it's really ridiculous, like the whole thing, just when you say it like that, you know. <laughs> I, I think the worst part about it was is when I don't know how you felt when when you heard that there was gonna be a Super Mario Brothers movie, but I was like, this could totally be awesome. And yeah. you had flying boots and an under like it was it was the worst parts of film that you can imagine. Like, you can tell the, that they really didn't give a shit making this movie. It was almost like, from the makers of Masters of the Universe, we're going to ruin your childhood once again. Yeah, And we're yeah. just going to stomp on the Super Mario Brothers. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo tried. You can tell they really tried, but there was no salvaging this one. The only cool redeeming part about this was... Uh, Mario was pissed off at one point because he was going to take his girlfriend to Wrestlemania and he needed to get back in, in New York City and <laughs> yeah. take her to Wrestle fucking Mania. Right, right. I parked out for as a kid. That was the only thing. You know, so you're telling me that the part that wasn't your favorite was when, um, was when, was when they go, so, uh, and I could just hear this in the, uh, the writing meeting, all right? When the guy, when the guy is looking at him and he goes, Wait a second, though. So, the, so they're brothers, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a character. Wait a second. So, so they're brothers. I get that, but what are their last names? Hmm. I I uh, I got no idea. What are their last names? <laughs> it's like, well, they should be Mario, right? Shouldn't that be the last name? Do you remember the scene that I'm talking about here? I do. Where it's like, it's like, oh, so your name is Luigi Mario, right? You're Luigi Mario, but then you, you're Mario Mario. Like, we couldn't, they couldn't, like, make it fucking spaghetti or something. Like, like anything else. Like, like Mario Linguini. That's a much better name, I feel, than, uh, than Mario Mario. They, they couldn't come up with anything if they tried. I think that they, they figured that that was too over budget if they came up with a last name for them. So they were just like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? Just cut their last names off. No one's gonna, no one's gonna buy into this shit anyway. And no one did. That was the worst part. Like, I thought after this movie, there'd be no more video game movies left. Right. And then they made Street Fighter. Oh, <laughs> Street Fighter. Let's, um, let's pull up the trailer for, for Street Fighter here. Let's, uh... Let's enjoy, let's marvel in, in this fantastic piece of shit. <laughs> After seven months of fighting, the Civil War in Shabu may have reached the turning point. You know, before I felt bad because the quality was bad, but 
I guess it doesn't matter since the whole movie's a piece of shit anyway. In the struggle for the fate of the world. Thing that I can remember was 
Yi Hanna was the cameraman for Chung Li, who is a, like a global news network reporter. And he and Zhang Yi get into a fight on the model set of what is um, Bisonopolis, essentially. And they do like the cheesy Godzilla versus insert monster here fight, and they play the music over it. And it's just these two dudes smashing this model set. And you're just like, as a kid, you think it's so funny. It didn't age well. And in in the in the movie, you heard, and I heard you laugh your ass off when Jean-Claude Van Damme was like, who wants to stay home? And who wants to fight with me? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like the, the, the one thing about it where it's just like, uh... I do. I want to stay home. I don't. I don't know if I really want to fight with you right now, John Claude. You seem to be all, uh, all amped up on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's got the really bad tattoo, like the really bad stick-on tattoo. Yeah. And it was just so over the top. And like the worst part about this is, I thought we were gonna get a good Street Fighter video game out of this. Oh as no! As, oh, not as, at all. As bad as the movie was, the uh, video game was fucking worse. Like I almost wanted to throw my Sega Saturn out of the window playing it. I'm just like, oh fuck, they they ruined this too. Because what they did, though, I remember this game. Because what they did was they took the 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 style, right? Like the technology of of like. Mortal Kombat where they would take pictures and use them as frames in a sense and then make it so that it looked like fluent motion and stuff like that but they did it so bad and so cheap like like anybody who's anybody that's ever played a video game will, will know what I'm saying when they make a movie and the movie's a hit they'll make a shitty game right after it right so they but what they did was they went from a good video game to a shitty movie to an even shittier game trying to copy who they were competing with. And the, the worst part about that video game was is the they tried to take the outfits that the actors were wearing and transition it over into the gameplay. And I'm sure, you know, people Google, Google image some of the screenshots from this video game. Oh my God, it was a fucking dumpster abortion. Uh, and... And the worst part is, is at that time, you know, you had the the Mortal Kombat games were really starting to to amp up their their gameplay, and so you were trying. You first off, you were trying to beat Mortal Kombat to the punch of making a movie. You mm -hmm. you had well known actors in it, but you just you they dropped the ball, and the movie was just it it cost. You know, 35 million to make, and it only made 33 million in the United States. But overall, it made worldwide. It made over 100 million dollars. So at that time, it was a success. Definitely. So that was but, one of the things that you wanted to bring up before too, was that um, a lot of these movies, even though there were flops in the United States, like overseas, like those people will buy into anything. So oh, absolutely, you, you have to take into consideration, and, and this is what a lot of studios are doing now. And a good a good example of this, I know we're probably jumping ahead on on years because we you know, we haven't even talked about like Mortal Kombat or Tomb Raider yet. Was if you go back and you look at Warcraft, right, uh, which came out uh, in in 2016, it was a hundred almost a 200 million dollar movie to make, and in the United States. It, it didn't even make 50 million dollars it made like 47 i think 47 three but then overseas 
it made $433 million. So a tenth of the total gross of this film was United States. The rest was overseas. And even that weekend, it was number one around the world, but it wasn't number one in the United States. And, you know, it was a good looking movie and it was a good story. I watched it. Um, but it, it didn't transition well as far as as mass appeal in the United States. Um, you know, you, you you look at video game movies, and I think you and I can can agree on this. Um, like we disagree on anything very much, but um, superhero movies tend to make a lot of money in the states and tend to make a lot of money overseas. Video game movies, it's it's hit or miss with your audience. Like Mortal Kombat. Uh, in comparison to Street Fighter, you know, was cheaper made and made a lot more money both domestically and worldwide. Right. So, and Mortal Kombat, I think, uh, of those of the the two move of the three movies we've just talked about, Mortal Kombat was the best um, as far as a fluid story um, and and actually the action and because I'm a I'm a kung fu buff. I love me some some Bruce Lee movies and you know. Uh, Jackie Chan, especially any of the stuff he did over in Hong Kong, he looked the the fight scenes were better choreographed and the acting was better, but it had lesser known actors. I think really the only actor anyone knew from the Mortal Kombat movie was Christopher Lambert from the Highlander films. Uh huh. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm still thinking about like like how how as you as you called it before, whitewashed just. Americanized. They tried to make that whole the, the Ryu Bruce, Bruce Lee with it. Oh my gosh! So, um, what's a movie that you that you think um, was a total abomination and just an insult to uh, from one platform to another? Okay. It, all right. So, first off, the original Laura Croft Tomb Raider um, with Angelina. That, yes, with Angelina Jolie. And I, I know that people are might argue with me and they'll be like, well, how can you say that? It's like, I've never thought Angelina Jolie was a great actress. She doesn't I, have to be. She's got a great body. Exactly. And at that time, she was at, she was at the height of her hotness. Like, this was right before um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. And I think, honestly, that's her best role. But that was because, you know, she was banging Brad Pitt at the time. So it was kind of believable. Yeah, she was banging bread. <laughs> she was straight up. She stole. She stole Jen Aniston's man. But I look at that and I'm like, Did she? All right, hold on. All right. Yeah. Did she steal Jennifer Aniston's man, or like, like, oh no? Was he like, oh my god, I don't want to put my penis inside of you? Like, oh, I, I, I don't doubt that for a second. If, <laughs> you, if you believe like the National Enquirer and all that bullshit, because you know. I don't think of the three actor, you know, the actor and the two actresses in question, they ever actually came out and said what happened. But the rumor mill that you heard on like E News Network is Brad wanted kids, Jennifer Aniston did not, Angelina Jolie was all DTF and all about you know adopting kids and making babies and all that other shit. And so Brad Pitt, I think, on the set just kind of fell for her and and went away. But if you, I hate to say this, and, and please don't take this terribly. I'm ready if to. You do, if you do a 2018 snapshot of Angelina Jolie and a, a snapshot of Jennifer Aniston, you can tell Brad made the wrong choice. Because yeah. 
Although Angelina Jolie because she had kids. So there, so there you go. She had multiple kids and she adopted multiple kids. And the adoption, as you being a parent will know, like, well, not an adopted parent, but just being a parent in general, it's a very stressful thing. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Jennifer Aniston is, you know, smoking weed and making brownies and she has aged flawlessly. Oh, yeah. And she looks, she looks like she did on Friends season it's, three. It's, it's like when you compare you and me. Like, you've had kids, and I didn't, and look how great I look. <laughs> and you don't have the gray hairs that I do, and I, I will agree I, I with like you on that. Some, when I feel like they're starting to come in, but I don't I, I'm, so I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> that was me uh, wowing it because I'm an asshole. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I didn't like Angelina Jolie's uh, Tomb Raider, and I didn't like Tomb Raider 2, but then the funny part is, is they just released, um, you know, that new Tomb Raider film, earlier this year and it didn't do anything at the box office in comparison to those two and they were trying to be more accurate to the video game character like she didn't have the the giant bazookas underneath her tank top they weren't putting her in like super skimpy outfits running through the jungles and everything and it, it flopped they tried to be more true to the video game and it ended up not working and then you have the resident evil series right which I mean, they made what six, seven of those films uh, in a in a ten year period because I think the first one came out in two thousand two and the last one came out in twenty sixteen, and uh, last late last year they were talking about rebooting the series and and starting all over again from and making it more accurate to the first video game. It's like they they milked that franchise for all it was worth. But let, but then let's go. Um, I know it's not a video game, but there have been video games of it per se. Let's look at like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, because like when you look at look at that franchise, where the very first one was pretty pretty realistic to um, to its comic book counterpart, right? Very Absolutely. dark and everything like that. And that was definitely the the best one. It was nuts. They they freaking killed a guy. <laughs> They do. Oh, they, they they boot him off the. They knock him off a building, and then Casey Jones crushes him with a trash compactor. It's like they didn't just kill him. He was just like, I'm gonna commit murder in front of all of these people, and no one's gonna say. Yes. <laughs> and the best was how like uh, he's Casey Jones is like, oops, <laughs> like like he just totally like like oh whoops, <laughs> like he just murdered the guy. How did he not? How did he not get in trouble? Did, I feel like he like ran away at the end, didn't he? Or no, he didn't. He made out with he April. Didn't right, at the, right at the very end. He, right? he made out with April and then didn't show up until the third one. But, <laughs> yeah, but, because he was a murderer. <laughs> We're gonna sell action figures of a murderer. That's Charlie Mix. Oh man. Um, <laughs> It, the funny part is there was a lot of blowback to that movie. I mean, we're sta we're sitting here joking, and as kids, we didn't register anything because if you think about it, um, in the original cut of the movie, uh, remember Tatsu, uh, Shredder's number two? Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. He goes into that locker room all pissed off, and he beats that kid to death. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. He beats him to fucking death. <laughs> Um, they burn down a building. They nearly kill Raphael. <laughs> they crush Shredder in a trash compactor. They're fucking just fucking people up from the. Oh yeah, up. and they almost raped April. How about that whole thing? Oh, oh yeah. When you're starting a movie off with rape, like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's PG. 
What the wow. fuck? That I, I went and saw it as a kid in theaters, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking phenomenal. This is so great. And I didn't realize until I was an adult the blowback from parents groups. Um, I have the, the, the Ninja Turtle um, book, The History of the Turtles, and it goes chapter by chapter through the eras of the turtles. They talk about in depth, first off, the making of that movie and how, how arduous it was to, to film. But then the blowback from parents groups, which is why in Ninja Turtles 2, you had uh, Vanilla Ice dancing with the turtles and you had Michael <laughs> beating people with sausage. Literal, literal, literal sausage. And, and it, like, they very rarely- yeah, and like Leonardo has like this, the the swords or katanas I think they're called right yes. but he never uses them at all because he's not allowed to yeah they they completely neutered the turtles so by the time we get a reboot and I mean I'm not going to talk about the turtles in time because that was just garbage but by the time we got a reboot uh with with Michael Bay it was almost like I I hate to I hate to say this we were so happy that at least we were getting a Ninja Turtles movie that we didn't care who was making it. It was like the lesser of two evils. And yeah. then by the time we got it, it was like, uh, you know, it was almost like the genie's out of the bottle. But to get back to the video game thing, because, you know, that's where we led, you and I both have fond memories of the, the NES Turtles in Time oh, yeah. video game and the original Ninja Turtle video game, which actually was released with all of them having the red masks like they had in the Eastman and Are Layers you talking about College. the original one where it's like you, uh, the one where you would drive around in the car from level to level? Yes. That one sucked ass. I hate that But one. it was at least a Ninja Turtles video game, and you have to remember, at least it was something. And that was before Turtles got really commercial with the Fox Kids uh, show, the, the Wolf Production uh, show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we were really, I'd like to say, fortunate in that. But you're right, like, just some things didn't, like, uh, you can put the original Turtles movie up against any comic book movie and it's still even though it's over 20 years old um i think that was 1990 yeah 1990 yep. so almost 30 years old it's still better than 95 percent of the comic book movies that are put out even today storyline wise and everything like you fell for that movie exactly um, the whole thing is that a lot of these other ones like they're just kind of rushed you know what i mean it's like they're just cookie cutter like like, you know, the, uh, clearly the writers of these things have had gone to film school because there's the whole formula and everything like that. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't try, you know what I mean? They're basically doing it just to get millions and millions of dollars, which is great for business. And, you know, that's, for me, that's like the one thing that I really care about in terms of anything lately, just because, you know, I'm getting older, is making money and looking at it in terms of business. But, but um, as far as like a, a creative standpoint and, I don't know. A lot of them just to me are kind of the same. Which is what happened with the Resident Evil series. Like the first Resident Evil and the second Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse in, in the entire franchise is my favorite. Because that's when they brought in Nemesis. And, and that's, that's when they went from being... That's when they became a zombie movie. Because the outbreak was in Raccoon City and it, it took over. And uh, Resident Evil as a film series i think that was probably their 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 best maybe not as far as you know making money but it was awesome and you know i i'm all about making that money but i also like a story that makes sense and it, you don't have to be a hundred million dollar production to be a, a 
a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, just because you dump a shit ton of money into it doesn't mean it's going to be a great story. I look right. at and I look at Avatar, uh, James Cameron's Avatar, and although this the the, the motion capture suits and everything you know change the way movies are made because that seems to be what James Cameron does just when you think um, you know he's he's gone he creates something like Terminator 2 and then Titanic and then Avatar for all intents and purposes all Avatar was was Fern Gully and Pocahontas in space yeah it, it was so spoon fed to the audience everything that was going to happen it was almost like they would say something on screen and someone was tapping on the floor next to you like remember this because this is going to be important in 45 minutes um and it, it halfway through the movie i already had checked out i was just there because it was imax 3d and i'm like holy shit this looks cool and you not spent knowing. like 30 dollars for the ticket exactly not knowing in a year or two every movie was going to be 3d i right are you there? So what, oh, okay. oh yeah. So what's one of video game movies that you can't stand? That you're like, how the fuck did this get made? Honestly, sometimes not because it was bad, right? But definitely well, not because it was bad. But just but how the fuck did this get made? I mean, I, I understand the, the theory because of you know money and everything like that. But just just some weird scenes, some crazy shit. I would definitely have to go with. Um, Probably the Mortal Kombat movie. You know what I mean? Going going into into this movie where it's uh it's just I I don't know. There's we're dealing with a lot of like crazy like uh, biblical kind of shit. And like for kids, I know that like my little brother was obsessed with this movie. I think he this was his binge movie growing up for sure. And um, I, I I don't know. I just to me like thinking like about this stuff with like. A, God and everything like that. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I feel like it was a little much. But um, let's let's take a look at the uh, at the previous. It has begun. supposed to watch it but um fuck i wish they got that guy to play ryu instead of uh him going and being in beverly hills ninja with chris farley <laughs> like yeah. I, I love chris farley but shit like that 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 karate master dude was the man that was robin's show and i i know you're gonna be like how the fuck do you know this off the top of yeah head? what the fuck Me your brother and I, and I'm, I'm just letting everyone know right now, I'm not Googling anything. I'm literally going off the top of my head. Mortal Kombat, the movie, was my fucking shit when that fucking film came out. Um, I can remember, this is how much I couldn't wait to see this movie. It was in the Glen Drive-Ins in Queensbury. And 
my dad uh, was did not want to go see this movie, <laughs> and <laughs> I made a so your dad is a very intelligent person, is what you're what you're saying. Essentially, I'm not gonna lie. He is. Uh, way High five for dad. So what happened was, I told my dad and I made an agreement. If this movie is number one at the box office this weekend, we will go to the drive-ins and see it the upcoming weekend. Um, and it was number one. And I can remember going and seeing wow. it and him being like, all right, honestly, it wasn't that bad. And it's like when my dad's a sci-fi nerd and he loves Game of Thrones and you know the any kind of alternate universe, Hyperion kind of sci-fi stuff, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't let him fool you, he's a nerd. So I think he kind of dug it. But Robin Show was a Hong Kong actor and this was his first American film. Mm-hmm. And the thing that stuck out about him was because uh, on the VHS they had like a 20 minute making of special he did all of his own stunts um, there was very there wasn't any wire work or anything so the one scene in the trailer we see him running up a wall and then kicking a guy and doing that pose that was actually legit him so whenever there was a fight scene with him or any of the actors in fact um, the, you'll notice that Sonya Blade was played by the teacher from Billy Madison she did all of her own stunts. Everyone was that was in it was a legit, um, you know, kung fu or martial arts trained actor. Wait, the blonde. Uh, wait, did he just say the blonde girl was a martially trained martial arts uh, trained? Yeah, they trained her for specifically for several months ahead of time to be able to do all of the fights in those movies. Like she worked her ass off in order to be able to do all of the stuff in that movie. Shockingly enough, yeah. Uh, so you're telling me the girl that helped Billy Madison study by taking her clothes off was the, uh, was martial arts trained? Yeah. Hmm. Hot, yeah. Not to touch the high <laughs> You know what? I just realized in my head, now that we're talking about it, that, that movie is a gateway for all these other projects because, uh, she did that movie with Billy Madison and she did that movie with, um, um, Luke Kang, and then Luke Kang did that movie with Chris Farley, who was in the original movie of and Billy Madison. They are all, they, let's just say that all of the Billy Madison universe moved the Happy Madison universe. Right now, in the background, there is a death tournament taking place, and all this shit is going on. Uh, but yeah, and yo, know, I mentioned uh, earlier Christopher Lambert. Um, you know the Highlander movies. I love the Highlander movies. I love the Highlander show. But, you know, he was Raiden. And although he was not the Raiden that we saw in the video game... Yeah, I thought, oh, no, this guy was fucking crazy, though. Like, oh, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Absolutely nuts this guy was. Biblical <laughs> proportions out of, out, of, out of crazy. What One of my favorite lines in the movie was, the fate of billions is in your hands. And he laughs in their faces and then goes, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> It's like, how big of a dick? It's like, oh, yes, you know, at this time, three billion people's lives rest in our hands. No fucking pressure. Thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to be able to help you two. That was the whole thing, right? He was. Oh, yeah. He kept saying, like, uh, yeah, there's all this going on right now, but unfortunately, I'm not going to... I can't stick around, so... And then by Annihilation, he was replaced, um, you know, I think the dude who played... Actually, Sonya and Johnny Cage were replaced... Um, and the the actor who played Jax at the beginning of Mortal Kombat, he was replaced. 
and it was just kind of like yeah let's just throw a bunch of people in and also if you want a little bit if you want to mark out for five seconds i'm gonna throw some knowledge about this movie that i just discovered this weekend do it on the something to wrestle with uh podcast by bruce pritchard oh, okay the actor the actor who played sub-zero was the um doctor who helped mick foley after he got thrown off of the cell oh really the guy with the the hair the long hair yes scavage wow dr scavage wow. was uh sub-zero in mortal Kombat. believe it or not apparently this guy was a legit badass and they um, all are he would uh he would do like chiropractor and acupuncture therapy to all of the wwe wrestlers and after mcfoley was thrown off the cell the reason mcfoley uh, was walking around the next day was because he aligned him as soon as the pay-per-view was over kind of thing oh not maybe not his brain oh yeah so but, that nothing I mean, that nothing, happened could really like set in or anything like that so that nothing could set in and so uh like triple h has talked about on documentaries that you know mick foley was walking around the next day well there you go he was one of the reasons uh bruce pritchard would get aligned by him all of they what had happened was is that they had heard about dr scavage uh he was based out of uh the west coast uh i believe napa valley area and um uh, they just said fuck it all of our wwe guys are going there and vince russo actually recommended him because vince russo uh would go there for a couple days out of every few months to get realigned and then they were right, like bro. well let's just put him on the payroll and bring him on the road not knowing right. he would be out there when mick foley was off the cell so yeah the original sub-zero in the mortal Kombat series was uh dr scavage so hey bro you they, gotta get whoa. If you're gonna get your acupuncture from anybody, it's this guy, because I created him. It's Sub Zero, bro. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that next. Like the uh, the <laughs> other correlation between the Mortal Kombat movie and um <laughs> and professional wrestling. Is your blood about to run cold? Oh, uh, it's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. I I don't know if I should. Uh, if I should get some hot water or if I should put some ice cubes in my water. What are we talking about here? Glacier uh, from WCW, my God. Yeah, geez, seriously, my God. Glacier is definitely one of these characters that, that um, nobody wants to talk about. So why don't you uh, kind of break down Glacier a little bit, that way um, right. the people can know. So uh, around 1997, Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation was coming to the, the big screen. It was the, the sequel to Mortal Kombat. And at this time, Time Warner had acquired New Line Cinema. So if you go back and you watch any of the movies from, I believe, 95 and up, it's New Line Cinema, a Time Warner um, company. So Time Warner, you know, owning WCW, uh, at decided that i don't know how it came about but they decided that they were going to take one of their their new characters that they were going to debut on television and he was going to be glacier and they had these really cool awesome vignettes and as a wrestling fan like you always are like okay what if you're getting a vignette if you're getting tv time before you even step in the ring that means they're that they're going to put some stock behind you they're already you know giving valuable tv time 
to this wrestler and we haven't seen him perform yet it was basically like glimpses of him and snow and the tagline for him was blood runs cold and glacier coming soon to wcw and then when he debuted he looked like exactly like sub-zero from mortal ultimate mortal kombat 3 like identical blue contact lens the white t the white hair because that's what i'm trying to say it right now it's fucking up WCW Nitro fans remember the old Nitro entrance and they actually made it fucking snow in the arena. Yeah. So the presentation was awesome for this character. Like he comes out and he looks like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 Sub-Zero, like I said, where his hair was white and his face was, you know, he had the face mask on, but not anything, you know, covering up his head like, you know, we remember from, from Sub-Zero in the movie. And then he gets to the ring and then and uh just like that was it. just like um a lot of the the movies that we're talking about here it just kind of was a dud but even eric bischoff the former president and of um, wcw said that that was a character that they put a lot of um of time and money into to, to make it right it's just you know it just sometimes you know it doesn't go over as well as as they think um i had and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna and i think you'll agree with me on this one had it not been in the middle of the monday night war with the nwo and with the cruiserweights had this come out i'd like to say three years prior let's go with 1994 had this character debuted in 94 he would have been over like rover man like he would have been u.s champion he would have been television champion based on the gimmick alone yeah um, but that but, gimmick could have you know I, I i love when when people do that because i i'm, I'm a jerk and because i say yeah but they didn't <laughs> they didn't do it they didn't do it then so it's it's really hard to make that argument like i can see your point you know i don't think that you're wrong but at the same time like i just think that uh um they did it when they did it, and there's a reason why it didn't flop. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It's just uh, um, they kind of screwed the pooch. I mean, and it's it's absolutely. Oh, go ahead. I, no, I was done. I was saying they, they screwed the pooch on that. Oh yeah, because it's kind of funny because they yo know, you have this this glacier character who is clearly a a Mortal Kombat homage ripoff, however we want to say it. At the same time. We've got Sting blatantly being the crow. And yeah. it worked. It worked amazingly. But you it, you also have to look at the work. No, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, it, it'll be, it's going to go with all of them. Like, Scott Hall was Scarface. You know what I mean? Like, um, Shawn Michaels was uh, late, like, he was, uh, um, 
he was Def Leppard or, or any any of those 80s rockers for the longest time. Everyone says he was a stripper, but really, oh, yeah. to me, I think that he was just like an 80s rocker, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, but they tried, they tried with Glacier and apparently, I, Bischoff made it seem like they put way more money into it than we thought, you know what I mean? But, um, as far as the guy himself, like, uh, like, Everyone, everyone I've ever talked to has said like this. This guy is—I um, don't even know what his real name is—but, but, but um, very respectful, very happy to still be doing it because he's still taking bumps and everything like that today. Oh, like yeah, uh, I watched. I watched him show up uh, WrestleMania weekend at one of the uh, yeah Joey Janela many is, uh, shows that we're talking about. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just Janelle like, is, uh, holy shit, the moment he showed up, he looked phenomenal. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away. I just think it was almost wrong, wrong time, wrong execution for what could have been a really cool character from a video game. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Brett Lauderdale, too, by the way. You're my boy. Um, besides that, uh, is there any other video games that, that are really popping in your head? Because I think we should probably t- wrap it up soon. Oh, just just one more movie comes to mind, and I mean that because we mentioned uh, the Happy Madison franchise, Pixels. Oh, oh, um, Pixels. But um, I'm glad that you're bringing uh, the Happy Madison franchise again. Because um, side note, again, because you know that's what we do. I thought about that that whole thing with him, right? And I've thought about the track record of Adam Sandler movies lately, and I, a lot of them just seems to me it's like I he wants he makes a movie when it's time for him to go on vacation. And he figures out where he wants to go for this vacation and then they write a film around it. Like that's the way that he writes. Because if you notice, it's always like, uh, um, I think I want to hang out with my buddies and get a cabin for like for like a week. Oh yeah, we should all have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Me and my buddy- Now that you say it. Yeah. And like, think about it. Cause for him, it's all a write off anyway. He doesn't give a fuck. And then he's making money on top of it. Like, oh it's my like, God. I'm gonna, bring my, I'm gonna bring my family to Hawaii while I go film this movie with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, hey, kids, you want to go to Toronto? Or, or, or you know, what was it? The, the, the Ridiculous Six. It's like, hey, kids, who wants to go see the Grand Canyon? And oh, by the way, we're just going to film a Western. We're going to pretend to be cowboys, too. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But, like, honestly, I wish I could live my life like that, you know? <laughs> like, like, uh... Well, I mean... What were you going to say? Who was it? Will Smith on uh, Men in Black 3 had the tour bus for his family that was so big, it broke city ordinances <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like, you know, no wonder his kids... Like, we might think that that Jaden Smith is out of touch, but it's like, when you grow up and your dad is Will Smith, of course you're gonna grow up out of touch. Like, I don't think he's a bad kid. I mean, Karate Kid was whatever, but yeah, like, I look at Pixels, man, and that just shat all over every Atari game that there ever was, or any any um, arcade game that there ever could have been. Uh, that just took a steaming pile right on. You know, I didn't even I didn't even watch it because it, it just was the heart. The reviews were just horrible. I was excited, like I did want to see it because I was like, oh, this could be really sweet. But then everyone said it wasn't. I, I did go. watch it. Okay. And Adam Sandler playing the, like he, he okay as how can I say this? 
he and Peter Dinklage were competitors at arcade games back in the early 80s. And somehow um, Adam Sandler's best friends were a whiz kid video game player and, and Kevin's, uh, uh, Kevin James, who eventually becomes president of the United States. Okay. And Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler just works as like a Geek Squad Best Buy kind of guy helping because he's so detracted that he lost this video game tournament to, to Peter Dinklage back in the 80s. That it's like the weirdest fucking thing. And Peter Dinklage is a video game rebel who's in prison for, you know, like uh, Grand Theft Auto and all this other. It's the craziest fucking subplot <laughs> to aliens getting a record uh, that we sent them back in the 80s and are like, oh, well, this is a declaration of war because Max Headroom is going to be their spokesman. Uh, it's like, how the fuck did they manage this? It just fits the whole bill with with, uh, with the Adam Sandler, like, uh, oh, you like that? I'm just going to shit all over it with a movie. <laughs> it's like of all of all the people who could have uh, optioned this little YouTube video, it was Adam Sandler. It's like, well, that was a good idea. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. No, I hear you. All right. Well, um, Sergeant Fury, glad that we were able to do this tonight. Me too. Thanks, Tim, for uh, for getting a hold of me because literally. All of this spurned from Halo getting a TV series, and we just went and ranted and raved and had some fun. I loved it. Absolutely. I can't wait to do the next one. Yeah, me too. So I have um, one more video for us to watch on the way out, and uh, it's one that well, it's one that we need. <laughs> Absolutely.